Hello, welcome to Prescription Podcast. This podcast is developed with the aim to keep the public informed with the relevant and updated health information. This podcast is hosted by me, Ian, a general surgeon. And me, Zichin. I'm a gastroenterologist and hepatologist practicing in Kuala Lumpur. Yep, we are both doctors practicing in Kuala Lumpur. And today we are down to episode 5 and we're continuing with liver cancer. We spoke about liver cancer in episode 4 and we briefly talked about um, the common causes of liver cancer being hepatitis B and C which stands a chance of causing liver hardening or in the medical term liver cirrhosis which puts the liver at risk to develop cancer. So today we're going to talk about other causes, another two causes, uh, common ones that we usually encounter on a daily basis uh, that could also lead to liver hardening, liver cirrhosis, which in turn puts the liver at a higher risk of developing a liver cancer. Yeah. So we're going to talk about fatty liver and alcohol. Alcohol first, correct? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So uh, alcohol, I think, has been long known. If you take too much, it will lead to a series of problems. And one of them is, of course, liver hardening or liver cirrhosis. And that, in turn, in the future will cause liver cancer. Yeah. So, so we always talk about, people always ask how much mm, you can drink yeah. and what is the, the amount that you should drink, to, you can drink, the allowance. Yeah. So, so we always talk about, uh, so male and female are a bit different. Yeah. Female has lesser tolerance. You are allowed to drink one drink a day or up to seven drinks per week. Yeah. And male, we can double it up, two drinks a day or 14 drinks a week. Yeah, but this drink depends on the type of drink, correct? The type of alcohol. Beer, wine, spirits, all different. They are different. So for beer, I think a drink, a standard drink, equivalents to 350 mils. But a can of beer, yeah. Yeah, a small can, yeah. And for wine, it's about 150 mils. That will be a glass that you usually order uh, in the restaurant. And for the spirit, it will be 45 mils. Mm. That's one drink. Yep, if you're going to drink alcohol at all do that much a day or you can always accumulate it and do it all on the weekend Uh, but nothing more than that (laughs) but uh, yeah I mean you know basically again I think it's back to drinking in moderation I'm not saying don't drink but if you do this is probably the limit if you already had a long history or long-standing history of taking alcohol regularly I think probably would you advise to screen the liver? Yeah, actually would advise. Actually, there, there isn't a standard guideline or yeah, recommendation saying that how long exposure uh, would cause liver cirrhosis and, and how much you know you take. Binge drinking is another entity by itself. But of course, the longer you're exposed to alcohol, the higher risk that you stand. So yeah. uh, if people who are a regular alcohol consumption yeah i actually do advise to uh, screen to to have a look yeah look at go to your uh, regular doctor and ask for an ultrasound probably yeah is that reasonable <laughs> sort of yeah well I, I guess there's no guidelines to that but i i, I probably the doctor will best know what to do yeah again the very beginning you have no symptoms correct yeah best is just to stop yeah because if it's an early stage yeah everything is reversible so it is best to not over consume yeah so there are some uh questionnaire yeah you can actually check on dependence it's very easy self-assessment yeah so i mean it's just a quick checkup for yourself if you think that you are drinking a little too much there's this assessment called CAGE C-A-G-E you can actually look that up so it's basically four different questions and if you get actually basically any one that is correct for females it is considered positive but for males it takes two out of four 
responses to be positive. So the four questions C is cut down. So have you ever felt you should cut down on your drinking? A is annoyed. Have people annoyed you by criticizing your drinking? G is guilty. Have you ever felt bad or guilty about your drinking? And the last one, E, is eye-opener. Have you ever had a drink first thing in the morning to steady your nerves or get rid of a hangover? So again, one yes for females, two yeses for males basically gives you an idea that you may one may be dependent with alcohol if they answer to this questionnaire. Yeah, And of course, some people do say though, the fourth question, uh, eye-opener, if one has to have a drink first thing in the morning, that is actually a very strong indicator of being dependent towards alcohol. Yeah, Very simple and quick self-assessment test, mm. right? So if at all you notice that you are dependent on alcohol, there's always an alcohol withdrawal program mm. that's offered. Yeah, yep. I think in Malaysia, it's under the psychiatrist yep. care. Yep. You can always ask from your family doctors or your regular doctors. They would be able to actually direct you to the right channel and the right person yep. for the appropriate alcohol withdrawal program. Yeah, it is never too late. So if you do show some signs of alcohol dependence, it is always good to address it early. Yep. Okay. I think that's very simple and uh, fast facts about alcohol and liver. Yeah. We probably will want to move on to fatty liver. Fatty liver. Yeah. This is, I mean, not something new, but it is on the rising trend. I guess with the trend of most of our population these days and the, the amount of food and the types of food actually we are eating. We're probably encountering more and more of, of this, right? Fatty liver. So uh, not something probably, well, it is looked into, but probably even more so now with the rising rates of uh, obesity and overweight people, right? So, yeah. Yeah, especially in Malaysia. Obesity yeah, rate in Malaysia, is very, yeah. very high. Yes. There is a reason study that performed mm-hmm. in the Klang Valley, you know, yeah. we'll quote that figure. In the normal population, aged between seven, uh, 45 to 75, uh, they actually identified about 48%, you know, as high as 48% of male that actually demonstrate fat deliver. And in females, about 27%, so which mm. is actually very high, high. Very, yeah. very high. Yeah. And Malaysia has one of the highest incidence of diabetes around our region. And 50% of this diabetic patient actually has fatty liver as well. Yeah. So, well, I guess to, to kind of summarize it, most of the instances of fatty liver are probably due to some sort of metabolic syndrome. Most patients uh, have obesity, diabetes, probably hypertension, hypertension as well, and also high blood, high, high blood cholesterol. Yeah. Right? But of course, there are the other group of patients who probably might not have this. It's probably just due to the amount of sugar consumption. Well, they may not, they may be pre-diabetic or whatever the cause is. And I've actually seen a lot of, of patients who are actually not overweight or obese, but end up having actually even fatty liver as well. So yeah. there must be something that we are consuming, I believe, that's actually causing us to have fatty yeah. liver. Besides that, you know, of course, genetic is a predisposing factor. That's yep. something that we can't change. Yeah, mm. uh, We call them a this subgroup of lean fatty liver. They are thin, yep. but they still have fatty liver. Mm. Yeah? I hope I'm not one of them. <laughs> With the amount of, amount of things that I eat. So, of course, in Malaysia, yeah, we can actually summarize yeah, the risk factor that we actually managed to identify our presence of diabetic, diabetes, mm. hypertension. Male actually showed slightly higher incidence, yeah, chances of getting fit, having fit fatty liver compared to female. Yep. Uh, high BMI, BMI of more than 23, 
considered overweight. Mm. Yeah. So we are Asian, so we take a lower BMI cutoff as compared to the Westerners. Mm-hmm. Right. So what is the problem with fatty liver? Yeah, fatty liver actually causes inflammations of the liver. Yeah. Over time, over years, yeah. Thirty percent of this group of people will actually develop liver hardening. We call liver cirrhosis. Mm. So that actually in turn put them at risk of developing liver cancer. Yep. Yeah. You do not have any signs and symptoms. But Again. I think if you have features of overweight, diabetic, hypertension, yeah, it is wise to actually uh, request the family doctor or the doctor have that's following up uh, for that you are following up with to actually have a look at whether you have fatty liver or not. Yeah. yeah. So I guess what's more important, I mean, that screening is definitely one that is important, right? You need to screen early. But if this any of these people with are diagnosed with fatty liver, this is actually somewhat reversible. Correct. Yeah. If if it is being diagnosed in the early stage, yeah, yeah it is reversible. Uh, we do not advocate screening for the yeah, mass population don't. because simply because there's no treatment available, right? The treatment to today it is still modifying your lifestyle mm-hmm. and diet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Modifying your lifestyle meaning control your calorie intake. So you want a what call a calorie deficit. So cut down your existing calorie consumption, yep. cut down by 500 to 1,000 calories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this applied across, even you have your lean diabetic or a uh, lean fatty liver, or if you're on an obese side, having metabolic syndrome. Yeah. So to begin with, to cut down on the calories. Yeah. On top of it, you have to add on exercises. Mm-hmm. So basically, what you put in must basically be burnt. Or even better still, if you can burn more than you put in, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So how much of exercise that you actually recommend? Hmm. Are we back to the same number? 150 minutes per week? Yeah, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> moderate, moderate intensity. It's not uh, easy to achieve 150 minutes a week. Yeah, Just, it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but try your best. I think that would help uh, uh, at least, yeah, to, to kickstart. And we actually look at weight loss. Mm. Of um, seven to ten percent, yeah, per year, mm. yeah, from the baseline, that would actually help to reverse the existing insult if it's early enough before it turns into liver cirrhosis. Yeah, yeah when there is uh, irreversibility takes place. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure many people ask this question: Are you sure there's no medication to reverse liver fibrosis? I mean, or fatty liver, right? Are you sure? No. Cholesterol medication, any anti-fat medication, any <laughs> special plant that can... Well, uh, there is on clinical trial at the moment, yeah. but it's in the pipeline. We hope a few years down the road, we probably would look at something that's safe, you know, and yeah. that's effective in reversing the fibrosis. But at the moment, it's but today... There isn't any yet at the mm. market. Of course, you can take cholesterol medicines. And uh, certain cholesterol med- medications do help a little Yeah, bit, because the right? relations of uh, one cholesterol we call triglyceride. That's yeah. one of the bad cholesterol. That has relation with that. But because patient, people with fatty liver uh, do have an increased risk of cardiovascular problem, meaning heart problems. Mm. Yeah, So by taking this cholesterol medicine would actually indirect help in reducing all these other risks yep. that comes along with the presence of fatty liver. Basically, if these patients have a metabolic syndrome, it's a matter of controlling 
their blood sugars, high, high blood pressure, not so much, right? And cholesterol. High blood pressure too, because it's part of metabolic syndrome okay, as I mean, well. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, so it's basically back to once you have detected it, you have to have good control. So back to seeing the doctor regularly. I, I have to kind of do a public service announcement. I know a lot of people don't see the reason why they need to see a doctor for simple diabetes or high blood pressure. But I think this is exactly why a doctor needs to follow up, right? Yeah, I have a lot of patients who buys the medicine, medicine. over-the-counter and mm-hmm. buys their own medicine. The moment they diagnose, that's the first time they see the doctor and it's also that's the, last the last time. time. Yeah. They follow up two years, three years down the road, they come in with complications simply yeah. because they've not been optimized. Yeah on the appropriate medicine Correct. and they have been doing self-monitoring but yeah. that's not right you do not adjust the medicine on your own because there's always a certain target that we want to aim yeah there's a few things that we check as well right In, on top of just the blood sometimes you know with diabetics we check the eyes we check the kidneys it's not just the blood pressure it's not just the blood sugar yeah i i, I have to stress over and over again the importance of proper follow-up with a doctor when it comes to even this so-called simple diseases because like everything else most of the time it's without symptoms right yeah when it is in the early stage when it is reversible it is always without symptoms. Mm-hmm. But if you already know that you stand a chance, you stand a risk, you have to follow up to prevent it, you know, or you slow down the progress yeah. the, to the complications. So let's sum up for alcohol. It's a matter of cutting down if you're taking too much. If you are taking, make sure it's at a moderate amount. Probably at some point of time, discuss with your own doctor when's the best time to screen. Uh, for fatty liver, especially if one is diabetic, or one is obese or overweight, probably screening early, good control of the diseases, whether it's diabetes, high blood pressure or cholesterol. And then more importantly, it's diet and exercise. Yeah, so always start early. Yep. Uh, start when you're young. It's never a cut-off age for when to screen. We're seeing more and more younger patients, younger individuals having all these problems these days. So I think that's a good summary that Dr. Ian has summarized. If you have any question, please email us at yep. prescriptionpod, P R E S C R I P T I O N P O D at gmail.com. Yep. Till then, thank you for listening in. Hope this was informative to all of you guys. Uh, we'll catch you the next round. See you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.